You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Inspiration is at the heart <laughs> of all creation. Spark a dream that we're meant to follow. You're listening to the Extra Magic Hour, brought to you by Walt's Apartment Podcast and the Diz Insider. Join the team in the studio as they bring you the spirit of Disney through park news, history, and tips and tricks to make your Disney Parks vacation even more magical. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Extra Magic Hour. My name is Sean, and I'm joined by Sam and Brianna. We are a Disney Parks podcast brought to you by the DisneySider.com and Walt's Apartment Podcast. Ladies, how are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Good, good, good. Sam, how's Indiana tonight? Um, we're supposed to be getting a lot of snow overnight, so we'll see. <laughs> and Brianna, you are now in Arizona, where it's way Arizona. warmer. Are you enjoying that? Yes, I am enjoying my 70-degree days outside. <laughs> For from Rhode Island to there, that must be nice. So that yeah. must <laughs> I I mean I left Rhode Island before I got super cold. Yeah. And then made it down here. But yeah. Cool. I'm glad I am not in a cold climate this winter. Yeah, yeah I'm in southern Oregon, so it's kinda cold. They don't know. They say it's like thirty five, so they think everyone thinks that's like freezing, but it's not really that cold. It's supposed to snow every day, but it never does because our weather people are terrible in Oregon. I will just tell you that they we've been under like this advisory for like the past four days and it was sunny today. I'm like 45, so I don't know where they get their weather. But anyway, we have a fun show planned tonight. We are going to talk about some stuff happening at the parks. We're going to talk about um, Claude Coates. Uh, Sam is going to talk to us about Claude Coates. Brianna is going to come in with some travel tips for us. And um, let's just get right into it. Uh, first off, I want to talk real quickly about um, all the shows we have here. First one is the Waltz Department Podcast. It does come out on uh we do it Wednesday night live on Facebook, and it comes out on Thursdays. Um, the Disney Beat podcast is brought to you by our other host, Sean Nyberg. Uh, it's uh, every Monday, and he brings us all the news from the DisneySider.com. We have uh, Force Friday starring um, Amber and Jade, who cover all things Star Wars. And then we have um, the Marvel Tribe, which is uh, going crazy right now with me, Sam, and uh, – David and Bill Bill from Airbnb will join us every now and then. So there's lots of stuff happening here, and we're glad that you're part of our, our stuff. And just uh, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, let's get into the show. Sam, real quick, sorry. I, did, I always like to talk about your other shows. So Dizology, what was the topic this week? And tell us where oh, we can find it. You can find Dizology anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dizology Podcast. Our topic this week was scientific inaccuracies in Disney films. So we talked about exploding frogs and suicidal lemmings and baboons good. that aren't really baboons. Good stuff. It was, it was a really good episode. You guys put on probably one of the best shows that I listened to because of the topics that you guys do. I think they're they're great. Just the, the deep dives, the debates, the whole soul topic. I thought... You guys do a great job, so congratulations on that. Absolutely. So we're going to start off this week with some This Week in Disney History, Disney Parks History, I'm sorry. And uh, Sam, want to hit that first one there for us? Absolutely. So on February 1st in 1947, legendary Imagineer Tony Baxter was born in Los Angeles, California, so that's his birthday. It was also the day that he retired many years later. Um, he started at the Disneyland Resort in 1965 as an ice cream scooper. He also went between a popcorn cart on Main Street as well. So he scooped ice cream and sold popcorn both. At the age of 17, he, Tony Baxter went on to become the senior vice president of creative development at Walt Disney Imagineering. 
His Disney Park credits during his 47 year include Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the original Journey into Imagination Pavilion, Star Tours, and the reimagination or reimagining of Star Tours and then Splash Mountain. Yep, and he's also helping out with the new with the new reimagining reimagining of the new Splash Mountain. So I think that's cool because he's retired now and he's actually stepping back in to help them out with that. He's also said that if they would let him, he would come out of retirement to do another version of Journey into Imagination. Oh, wow. That'd be great. I love Tony Baxter. And that's why I was asking you last week about Mark Davis, because I know that um, Mark Davis kind of had kind of a beef with him because um, they basically replaced the the train ride that he created with with Thunder Mountain. So it was kind of the they called the passing of the torch kind of deal from Mark Dean Mark Davis to Tony Baxter, and they had they never had issues, but there was always there was always thought to be some animosity because of that happening. For some reason, Mark Davis is the every is the person that everyone assumes had drama with people. Like Mark Davis, I, I, from what I've learned, was not this like animosity filled man like people say he had issues with Claude Coates we talked about that a little bit on their last last extra magic hour he did not it's kind of like good storytelling so they tell us these stories so that you know it keeps us invested but yeah the like the rainbow you're talking about the rainbow um the rainbow ridge yeah rainbow the yeah. rainbow train yeah. yeah rainbow train yeah rainbow quarter train yeah um funny that you say rainbow ridge though because um the ridge reminded me of ridge Big Thunder Mountain, the... and that is something that Tony did Baxter did. Oh, did you lose me? It looks like we lost yeah. you, Sean. Yeah. Did you lose me? I, I see you, Sam. Oh, I think we lost Sean. Okay, yep. so Rainbow Ridge actually reminds me of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which is one of Tony Baxter's things. He was huge into the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So he gave it that whole backstory. There is a character in Society of Explorers and Adventurers that actually looks like him. So it's a fun time. I heard guy. part of that because I got cut out because I always do. So um, so I, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, cool. Yeah, Tony Baxter, happy birthday this week. So um, happy birthday to you, sir. Um Brianna, you can go ahead to the second story. I'll do the sports story if you like. <laughs> oh, I didn't read the second one. Oh, I can do it if you yeah, want. Yeah, go you, ahead. You, okay, I'll go ahead and do it real quick. So in February 2nd, 1967, Roy O. Disney outlines his brother's plans to build a theme park and the world's first futuristic metropolis, or Epcot. Um, with the, And the, basically, it was a movie, and it, it, it was the last thing. It was it was narrated by Walt, It came it, who died 19, December 15th, 1966. And it's termed by officials as Walt's last film. Um, Project Florida, a whole new Disney world premieres at the Park East Theater in Winter Park, Florida at 2 p.m. where it's screened for business and government figures. Uh, the 25-minute film shows a 50-acre air-conditioned city of tomorrow centered in a 1,000-acre industrial park between Orlando and Kissimmee, Florida. So, I actually have the script for that sitting next to me. Do you really? <laughs> I do. I have weird things all over the place. Wow. Um, thoughts on Epcot? I, I have never been to Epcot. You both have. So Ep, Epcot is nothing like Walt Disney and imagined. Nothing like it at all. Am I correct? He, correct. he essentially wanted a utopian society where ev you could live within the community and it kind of served itself. And it talked about how um, – like you would have your education system and your transportation system and all of your technology systems and all of your workplaces within this community. And you wouldn't have to really go out of the community. Like a WandaVision bubble. Kind of. Yeah. 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 That's the same yeah. kind of idea. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like a utopian society, but he didn't exactly call it a utopian society and it would focus on education and culture and technology. Uh, we got bits and pieces of that. Yeah, I was like, I feel like, you know, like we got a little bit of living with the land and like there's there's like nods. I feel like I can't even call them much more than nods. Right. Like yeah, they really are like, <laughs> like we have the um the world showcase, so you know, we're yeah. getting different cultures, but 
And then, like, the technology aspects, you have a few attractions. Nothing like we had on opening day Epcot 82. Mm -hmm. We had a lot more of, like, technology and innovation, and they've kind of gotten rid of that. I would love to see them move back towards that. But, yeah, we're pretty far from Walt's original dream for Epcot. Do you think that's bad or good? It's realistic. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Do you think think Walt could have gotten – ever gotten done what he wanted to do? I think it could have got done. I, it's kind of interesting to think about of what it would, what it right. would really look like and what people would find entertaining. Um, exactly. Um, well, I don't like, understand. I think it would be cool, but like, is it entertaining as like a theme park? <laughs> right. So Epcot now is, so they kept the name. I, I've always been intrigued yeah. by Epcot cause I've never been there, but they kept the name, but does it really even make? Does the name make sense with what it is? Does does, that, does my question make sense? Well, it wasn't going to be Epcot. It was going to be Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. So they just kept it and called it Epcot. So no, well, I'm saying it, I'm saying it by, doesn't by mean the same there. thing, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Fair enough. So they just kept the name, but it doesn't mean what the what they okay. Yeah. They turned the acronym into a name. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Is that you guys like Epcot. I love Epcot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Brianna, give us the last um, this day in Disney history. So on this day in 2002, Super Bowl, uh, what is that, 36? Mm-hmm. 36. Um, MVP Tom Brady, um, after he won, he proclaimed that he was going to Walt No. Yes. Oh, it does say Walt Disney World. <laughs> He didn't say Walt Disney World. I was like, I didn't think he said Walt Disney World. And then I just read it. And I was like, oh. (laughs) You damn well know I put, you know damn well I put Walt in there. I was going to say, I was like, he did not say Walt Disney World. I was ready to make my joke and you destroyed my joke. Sorry. He didn't want to see me. He didn't want to see me cry tonight. He didn't want to see me cry on the extra magic hour. (laughs) So. Yeah, Tom Brady. I, I thought that was funny to put in this week because obviously the Super Bowl is this weekend, and um, you know we're in like Super Bowl Fifty Two now, and that was Super Bowl Thirty Six or whatever it was. Tom Brady's forty three years old and still playing football, and he's in the Super Bowl. God so, bless him, right? So I'll ask you guys, even though we're not a sports talk uh, podcast, Sam, who's going to win the Super Bowl? The Buccaneers or the Chiefs? Uh. <laughs> The Buccaneers, I guess. Okay. Brianna, you have any thoughts? Um, well, I was just going to say that I didn't even know who was playing until you just said it. So Okay, perfect. So pick a yeah. team. Uh, I'll go the opposite. I'll go the Chiefs then. Okay. I'm a Raider fan. So I stick with yeah. me, Brianna. <laughs> I'm a Raider fan, so I can't pick the Chiefs. And I think Tom Brady is, is a great quarterback. And like I said, we're not a sports talk show. So um, hopefully the Buccaneers win this week. <laughs> It's like I know even less about sports than I do about Marvel, so that's how that's going. <laughs> okay, well, so we'll maybe move on. Tom Brady oh, needs redemption. Maybe he can get it right this time and right. say I'm going maybe to Walt Disney World. Yeah. And I did make sure when I was typing this up, I said, I did, I said damn, it says Disney World. And I thought about leaving it, and I, and I know you, you can't mess with that for Sam. And I agree with her because, you know, you don't mess with Walt Disney. but. I've never understood why they call Disneyland just Disneyland, but why didn't they call that Walt Disneyland? Because it- because Walt created Disneyland. He had a foothold in it, and he passed before Walt Disney World could be built, and Roy said so, so that's why we do it. Roy said okay. this is Walt Disney World. Then we don't argue with what, with, with Roy, right? No. Nope. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> All right, so I want to dive into some just status of kind of what's going on in the parks right now. Um was it now? We do this every two weeks, so some of this news might be a little backdated, but I just want to kind of touch on it for our listeners and and kind of get your guys' thoughts on it. Um, you are a you're a flex pass holder. You were a flex pass holder at Disneyland, correct? I Brianna? was. Okay. I got so are you now with Disneyland? Are you I am now? now a, I guess a Disneyland Legacy Pass holder, which what? I guess only means I get some discounts but i don't live in california to go shopping and Disney. that's not true you don't just get that i saw that they're having a wandavision um like picture opportunity or photo opportunity that comes out before anyone else the, pa- the oh. legacy pass holders right. have a have a chance to uh, i'm gonna go get a picture with wanda just for you all right you're just gonna go over there just before that but yeah. um i mean it's like an eight hour drive it's fine sam what are your thoughts on 
the Disneyland Legacy Pass holder. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I'm waiting to see what it's going to become. Because... And they really don't know. They really don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. instead of instead of just saying, "Hey, you know, you're canceled," they're going to let you keep this title, but you're still canceled because you still we're still giving your money back, right? Yeah, yeah. I got sixteen dollars back. Oh, congrats! That's nice. Yes. <laughs> did it make you feel? Did did being a Disneyland Legacy Pass holder make your heart happy? No. <laughs> okay. Then, then I they don't send think it you served one? its purpose. <laughs> they send you like a purple card that says Disney Legacy Passel. Do you get have one of those? Uh, I did not get one, but I mean that also could have went to my parents' house because oh, I don't fair get enough. mail here. Huh. I don't know. I better get something. <laughs> I better get like I didn't even get a magnet when I got my pass. So <laughs> I want a magnet. If they give me a magnet, I'll be happy. That'll there you make go. my heart happy. Yeah, I think it's a <laughs> I think it's a cool idea and kind of a cool nod to the to the pass holders to just kind of say, hey, we are really sorry yeah. about what's going on. We're going to be closed for a year coming up here yeah. in a month. So, um, yeah, I I get what they're trying to do, trying to make the pass holders happy. They do get discounts longer. Cool. Good for them. Yeah. So. I was like, I am glad about having the discounts. I mean, I'm not a local, so it doesn't mean a whole lot for me. But, like, yeah, I'm glad that there's something because I feel like you see, like, we were talking about, like, the Walt Disney World pass holders – they're right now getting like 30% discounts on right. stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I just got money returned from my past, like $16. Over. $16. Wow. Um, Sam, you're not a pass holder, are you? No, I'm not. Okay. Unfortunately. Right. And right now I can't get one. So I'm yeah, kind of bitter. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of how I feel too. I was like, wow, can't even get so, one. Sore yeah, topic. So I'm hoping for you, Aunt Brianna, um, when it comes back, hopefully the least since you are a legacy pass holder, you'll have a chance to buy it to, to buy the new one. I would hope they would kind of throw that out there too. Cause I think, I think what's going to be is a, is going to be a flex pass is what yeah. they're going to be coming out with. So we talked about that before. So. Yeah. And I hope so. And I've hope there's like some sort of benefit, but I mean, then it is kind of hard because what was the point of canceling? Right. Like there's still a mass amount of people that could get oh, yeah. passes. So oh, like, for sure. So next uh, topic up here is I've seen again never been to um to Epcot which I believe that's where this is mm-hmm. is um the Three Caballeros attraction um I've heard people I've heard people say make it a Coco attraction but I guess a couple of weeks ago Donald Duck actually like just fell over is that true Yeah his animatronic fell over and they replaced it with a sombrero Oh on dang. a on a plant <laughs> On a plant. Oh dang! I just yeah. saw the three cardboard cutouts. I didn't realize that they. So well, that yeah, that happened that first, <laughs> and wow. then they removed the other two animatronics and just put up a cardboard cutout of all three. And I <laughs> was devastated because I actually love the three caballeros, yeah. love them. And I mean, if they did replace Grand Fiesta Tour with Coco, I would be okay. But I still want. The Caballeros somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Like yeah, I still I, want Caballeros merch. I still want them somewhere in the park. Um, but they replaced him with the cardboard cutouts, and I was devastated because I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is it? I'm never going to get to see them again. They're going to take them away." But I did read that they're supposed to be coming back in the spring. The right. animatronics. Uh, yeah. So that's so obviously some kind of refurb or something that they're t- trying to get them to. Would yeah. you be upset if they made the Coco ride? I wouldn't. I no. I think they no. do well, especially with dark rides, and it could be cool. Um, but I, yeah, definitely like Sam. There still needs to be some sort of representation of the three caballeros mm-hmm. and Epcot. Like um, even if it's just festivals, like merch yeah. at festivals or something, I'd be okay with that. Just kind of to join the legacy of like Orange Bird and. Yep. Yep. That that that's a pretty popular movie because I know like at Disneyland they put the, the caballeros in a lot of the. I mean, it's featured in, I think, over in California Adventure sometimes. It was featured in the Sensational Parade. So they they are very popular. And it's Donald Duck. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. So, but uh, cool. Next thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, if you live in California, you probably know that they've uh, just lifted the uh, the uh, stay-at-home order, basically, and have went back into the tier system. So downtown Disney and Buena Vista Street have actually uh, are just starting to reopen with some of their um, – Food because at one time when this when the stay at home order happened, you could not do anything. You could not eat, you could not drink, 
anything on uh, any Disney property. You'd have to leave the park. You could you could get food, but take it off the property to go eat it. So that is back now. Restaurants are opening. They've hired 200 to 250 um, Disney cast members back and, to start working at the restaurants, which is great. I know Carthay Circle is taking some reservations right now, and I hear that they're filling up really quick. Um, real quick, ladies, thoughts on on that, and uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I'm happy for cast members to get back yeah. to work. Um, I, I'm not in California, but I was like, I saw a family out there and I just, I don't know if they were in a spot to just open back up all of a sudden, but I hope that things are staying safe. They're following the precautions, which I mean, Disney has been phenomenal at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do love seeing people getting back to work. So, yeah, I agree. I'm really excited for the cast members and, I'm excited for the fans who are getting a little bit of their experiences back because their park's not going to open anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah. So I'm excited that they're getting a little bit and I hope that this shows that it can be done safely and then they can start opening up more. Yeah. I, you talk about the park not opening. I, I've said many times I was scheduled to go last uh, March 19th. They closed on the 15th. Um, I rescheduled for July. I rescheduled for this March and I just honestly like this weekend or last weekend, I just, I booked next to 2022 for, and I'm hoping I got my fingers crossed. I think by then it's gotta happen. You know what I mean? But you just never know. Yeah. It will. (laughs) I I have faith. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think with the vaccine now, and I think, I think things are going to start going the right way. Speaking of the vaccine, um, Sean is actually not with us tonight. Our other host, he's actually took his parents to get the vaccine and uh, couldn't make it back on time. So, um, Sending thoughts to uh, Sean's parents. I'm finally, I'm happy they got to get the vaccine. I know he's yeah. been trying to get that for them. So that's good stuff. So uh, Brianna, I think I asked you both on that. So yeah. we're good mm-hmm. on that, right? Yep. Re- re- real quick, Disneyland Paris, um, which has been closed since I think December again, is actually scheduled to reopen in April, I believe now. So hopefully, hopefully it happens. I know it seems like, I know where I live, numbers seem to be coming down a little bit. I don't know where you guys are, what, the numbers situation looks like, but uh, you know, I'm I honestly seeing... stopped paying attention. Yeah. I was like, I keep hearing reports that the hospitalizations at the ho- specific hospital that I'm at is going down mostly because they stole all of our equipment. So we're trying to get right. back. Um, but... I know that's why California actually did their, you know, that's why they actually brought you out because they went into the stay home, home stay home order because ICU was below 15%. So yeah. obviously something good if they lifted them in every, you know, every County in the state. So that's, you know, we joke at my work all the time. We get updates from the uh, state of Oregon. We call it COVID count. And it tells us, basically, we, we guess every day how many there are in our county. So it's just kind of what we do every day for fun. But it's getting it's coming down. So, Sam, I hope you're right. I hope I did beat Disneyland next March. So yes. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I think I just got used to this new normal. And, like, I go to work, and that's about it. And yeah. at work, I know we're doing what we can do to keep the kids safe and to keep ourselves safe. I just – and <laughs> – I mean, our numbers at school are fine, so I'm just hoping that's a good indicator. That's a whole other show talking about how you handle teaching kindergartners wearing masks. They're they're four and five years old, wearing masks, dealing with the virus, you know. And I'm teaching both. I'm teaching concurrently, so I have kids in person and kids (laughs) online, and I teach live all day. Oh, so you just have like a camera in front of you too? Like- um, basically, because I have to keep six feet from my other kids, I uh-huh. teach to my webcam and it's projected on my whiteboard for my kids okay. in person. And then my kids at home are getting the same like wow. feed. Yeah, both of you, man. Good on both of you. I mean, Brianna, you're a you're a NICU nurse, right? So I mean yes. that's that's good for both of you. I mean, same, thank you both. So I appreciate that. I just sell stupid cars and I've been told I'm essential the whole time. Then I don't understand it, but it's okay. But uh, my grandson just went back to school, started going to school yesterday, which I thought was, you know, in person. He's been doing on, online schooling, but, yeah. and my daughter just got her teaching degree. So and she wants to be a kindergarten, first grade teacher. I said, how are you going to do this? And she says, I don't know. I'll do whatever. I said, I maybe have someone that could help you out with some, get you some information. But yeah, so yeah. Next story. I can ramble on all night long. Next story. Jungle Cruise is about is going to get re-themed. Sam, tell us about this. Um, it's no secret that some of the themes that were in Jungle Cruise were not appropriate. We aren't going to say that. I know Sean said this on um, 
Disney beat this week. Just because we overlooked them in the past doesn't mean that they were okay then. They certainly aren't okay now, especially with us knowing better. And now that we are being more vocal about some things that can be racial stereotyped, Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely time for a change. I I mean, as long as they keep the dad jokes and the puns, I'm good. I like that they're adding a story to it. I hope it's going to be an opportunity to add some more Society of Explorer and Adventurer tie-ins and connections. So I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you on that. Um, me and you both are huge purists of, of of the parks and want nothing changed ever. But I things have to be changed. I thought at first, you know, when they changed Pirates of the Caribbean, I thought that's why the heck would you do that? But then looking into it more, you're like, you got to do that. And they've actually changed that a few times for different things that the pirates are saying. So it just, and then obviously Splash Mountain, the same thing. You, you need to address that and, and do the right thing. And I I think there's no one better. I think that to take over Splash Mountain than Tiana, people have said it could be, it could be tangled as well too, which my grandson's really big into now. So, but I don't know. I, I think Splash Mountain is perfect for Tiana. I think the idea is perfect. I think because it's in New Orleans Square and 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 Anaheim is it's spot on. But Jungle Cruise is always one of my favorites. Um, always do it. Like you said, they keep the jokes and keep the fun in the backside of water. That's all you really need. So, Brianna, what do you think? Yeah, uh, pretty much just to like reiterate with everything. But um, yeah, this is it's. I am happy and proud of Disney. Like yes, maybe we should have like looked at these things. And there's always this time where we're like, yeah, why, why were we ever okay? But like now that we are, Disney is okay saying this was wrong. We know it was wrong and we will change mm-hmm. it. And it's making a lot of people mad. I haven't seen as many people mad about Jungle Cruise as people were mad about Pirates or mad about Splash Mountain, but it's something that needs to be done and Disney is okay doing that and okay pe- making these people upset about classic rides because they know it's important that it needs to be mm-hmm. done. <laughs> I am hoping that the less reluctance that we've seen about Jungle Cruise is Disney fans coming to terms with this is now the new expectation that we're setting. So like, yeah, they threw their fuss about pirates and they threw the fuss about um, Splash Mountain. And now they're kind of like, okay, maybe I'm hoping that this is Disney fans coming to a less reluctant place of understanding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it was like, and I understand, like, especially with Splash, that is a big retheme. Like you are taking out the whole theme. I mean, the whole theme does need to take down its, it it needs to be gone, but mm-hmm. it's even with pirates was such a little scene. Well, they've changed multiple little scenes, but the scene with red that they had changed most recently, it was such a small scene and it just caused so much outrage. And I don't think anybody now that sees it is upset. Everyone loves it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and I was like, red has now become a character at Disneyland that walks yeah. around and I, I love her. Like at one point I hope to do like a Halloween costume of her. Yeah, She's but, great. Um, she's yeah. great. Um, She's a lot of fun. Do they so, have red at Disney World? Walt Disney yes. World as well. Uh, yeah, she's in the attraction. I have not seen her like as a character. Is she a yeah. character? Oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, she is a yeah. She's in the attraction, but I have not seen her walking around Walt Disney. Yeah, World, I mean so that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, she's in the attraction, and I mean, like they made her. She's the, awesome. She's the baddie. She's yeah. The baddie. yeah. She's cool. I like it. Yeah. They took her from this role where she was, you know, a trapped woman to being the head woman in charge. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's crazy. Redheaded <laughs> women are badass. Just, I mean, you can just look at the, <laughs> yeah. you, you can look at the, the, the trend. Yeah. Red, <laughs> Wanda, you name them. I mean, come on, you know. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On. No, I, can't, I can't get away from it. Jeez. <laughs> He's Wanda it's obsessed. It's really actually is. a problem. It's actually a problem. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, they kept, I, again, they kept the integrity of the Pirates ride. They're, it looks like they're going to yeah. keep the integrity of um, Jungle Cruise, which I think, yeah. I was definitely curious to hear about you and um, Sean and Sam because of their ties to Mary, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Walt yeah. purist. But I was like, yeah. also, I, I I mean, I don't expect you guys to want outdated themes in anything. But no. <laughs> something that I do think is interesting, though, is that, in Pirates, like, we got movie elements added. Yeah. 
I appreciate that they are not adding movie elements from the new Jungle Cruise into the Jungle Cruise attraction. Because, like, I'm fine with seeing Johnny Depp in Pirates. I do not want to see The Rock on my Jungle Cruise. He doesn't belong in the jungle. I'm telling (laughs) you, I think if that movie is successful, I'll bet you see some stuff from it in there. And you know it's going to be, but I I think down, down the road you'll see... Especially if, if they franchise it, like yeah. they're wanting to. Yeah. Gosh, no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, it was like at least Johnny Depp looks like Jack Sparrow. Like he doesn't yeah. look like Johnny Depp. The Rock. He looks, looks good like the sitting rock. in that throne. I I am all for it. <laughs> like, I'm like I want to sit in that throne room too. <laughs> Did you guys ever see when he was when he was at Disneyland? Oh, just, when he was like popping mm-hmm. out at people when on the he, ride. He yeah. just stood when there. He was yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He uh, yeah. That's. I'm glad we all agree upon that. So that's, like I said, um, and I think it's cool that a, a former skipper is actually, I think, an imaginary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah is, is, awesome. is an imaginary and he's working on it. So, and I think, Sam, you mentioned the C thing that hopefully they put some elements of that in there. Yeah. So I think it's going to be cool. But. Yeah. So we just did that um, interview with um, Jason Sorrell with Barry and Bill from Airbnb mm-hmm. and. Jason Sorrell was actually a Jungle Cruise skipper. Yeah. And we asked his thoughts on this, and it was pretty much the same thing. Yep. Perfect. Well, that's kind of what's happening in the Disney parks. So um, I want to move real quick. I want to talk about Sean's uh, Disneyland Ultimate Ride Tournament. We're down to the final eight. And um, if you list a Walt's apartment this week, um, God help you. But um, (laughs) um, it was a fun time. We broke it. We, we we broke down this a lot more and discussed it more. So I'm just going to run through the brackets real quick. We don't have to say who we thought when we've already done all that. So there's eight, there's eight rides left. Probably the eight, I'd say probably the eight major rides. I would say that yeah, are in, 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 in the Disneyland resort, which I'm shocked. There's no, there's not much representation from uh, California adventure except one, which I, which I, I thought was, was, was weird, but uh, you have splash mountain versus haunted mansion. That's a, that's a gimme. You have Indiana Jones versus Matterhorn, depending on who you are. That's that's I, mean, I picked Matterhorn, so but but you know, it just depends. Indiana Jones will probably win because of its popularity. I don't know, um, but uh, Big Thunder Mountain versus Guardians of the Galaxy, two of my favorites. That's probably my toughest one to, to pick. Was that one? I you know, they're both great. And then the last one is the winner of the whole tournament, in my opinion, would be Pirates versus Space Mountain. So that's you know. Whoever wins that one, I think. Well, I think I think whoever wins that 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 bracket that that spot right there will win the whole thing. That's just my yeah. opinion. So, like, and I'm not going to say one one way or the other where we voted. If you want to see where we voted, check us out on Walt's apartment. It should already be out on our feed. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so moving on now, I want to go into. Well, I don't want to go into anything. I want to go into Sam's Imagineer feature, and we're going to talk about Claude Coates, which Claude Coates was a badass too. So. Let's we get are. into it. So did you guys know that Claude Coates is dubbed the gentle giant of wed? No. Do you know why he was the gentle giant? Well, you didn't know. So he was six <laughs> foot six. Really? Six foot six. So he was a big man and he was often getting down on the ground to paint things upside down on his back. And he was a get in there and get her done kind of guy. And for him being six, six that's a story. Um, I know they said that he expected you to keep up with him when you're walking through the parks. And, well, that's two steps for every one of his. <laughs> so you just have to, like, run to keep up with him. You have to run to keep up with Claude. That was, like, his only thing. He wanted you to keep up with him in the parks. We discussed last episode on the Extra Magic Hour about Mark Davis um, and how he was pulled from the studios into Imagineering which we know was, of course, at the time, wed. Imagineering wasn't coined yet. Claude also started in the studios. He was not an animator by any means. He was the person in charge of the background paintings for the sets for films like Pinocchio, Snow White, Fantasia, Dumbo, Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, and literally a ton of others. Now, I have had the pleasure of speaking with Claude's son, Alan, before. Um, Alan was also an Imagineer, well, worked at WED in his day. And I've gotten to hear his story about how his dad went from the studios into um, attraction design. 
And Alan said it was just a couple of weeks before the opening of Disneyland and Walt came to Claude and Ken Anderson and said, listen, the set design guys aren't getting the Mr. Toad ride done over there and I want it open for the opening. So you guys go do it. And that's all Walt had to say was you go do it. And they were like, all right, Walt, we're going to do it. And they did get it done. Um, Alan told us that Claude and Ken had this huge transition because they had only worked in 2D before. And now here they were with this fluorescent paint for this dark ride that needed to make, they needed to make it 3D on plywood. And they were really cutting the cost and they were trying to get things done quickly because they needed Disneyland to open. So they didn't really have the best materials and they didn't have time to learn this. So they kind of just had to figure it out on a whim. Um, and Claude and Ken did get it done. So Claude says that his first Disneyland career was with the studios in the films. And his second was attraction design in um, and uh, Imagineering, which again, Imagineering wasn't a term back then. Um, at that point, Claude and Ken also had to figure out how to go from 12-inch field animation to these environmental, like, 18-foot flats that had to be 3D. Claude said that he had to learn a lot in a real big hurry. And, like, keep in mind, these are dark rides with fluorescent paint and UV lights, and all of this is new to him because you don't need those in backgrounds for movies. And immediately after that, they pulled him over to Tomorrowland to work on Space Station X-1 with Peter Ellenshaw. That was not a super well-known attraction, even though it was an opening day attraction. It was the first satellite view of America. And Claude, you know, got down on his hands and knees and was laying on his back painting this huge scenic globe of North America. And he also got that done by opening day. So he did a lot in his two to three weeks he had before Disneyland opening when Walt was like, go get it done. So that was basically how he was thrown into attraction design in the theme parks. From there on, he went to act as a show director and art designer for attractions that were in the World's Fair or attractions that came out of the World's Fair attractions. So things like Carousel of Progress, Ford Magic Skyway, and Small Worlds. He did the Grand Canyon diorama, and there's actually a funny story that Alan also shared about that. So he's doing this Grand Canyon diorama, and Walt comes to him, and he kind of raised his voice to him. And he's like, Claude, are you sure there's turkeys in the Grand Canyon? <laughs> and he's like, I don't think there's turkeys in the Grand Canyon. So Walt's upset about these turkeys being in this diorama. And Claude, with his little meat, he's, he was meek. He was a big man, but he was meek. And he was like, yeah, Walt, I'm sure you, you sent me there. You, you sent me to the Grand Canyon. There are turkeys there. We checked with the, like the, like the, the naturalists there and there are turkeys. And Walt's like, well, okay then. <laughs> so him and Walt actually had a really great relationship. Claude was also the designer for other classics like Snow White Scary Adventures, Pirates, Adventure Through Inner Space, uh, World of Motion, and the beloved Horizons. <laughs> He even did the earliest version of what would basically become Primeval Whirl. And his son told me that he actually loved dinosaurs. So he loved being able to do things with dinosaurs. Last week, we talked about how he worked on the Haunted Mansion. And Mark Davis was kind of the guy in charge of the funny aspects. And Claude was all about the spook factor. He worked on the illusions for the ride with Yale Gracie, who was their illusion master. And again, his son, Alan, told, said that, you know, there was really not this feud that people made it out to be um, because Mark and Claude were put together by Waltz. And he put them together because he saw that they had this creative vision they could share. They would compliment each other and they all trusted Walt to do what was best. So they just wanted to get it done and they figured it out. So... Haunted Mansion was basically their first project that they had to do together without Walt's involvement. And they both wanted to get it right. And they both wanted Walt to be proud. So the drama probably wasn't as big as people made it seem. They both just <laughs> wanted to keep Walt's dream and vision alive and right. make sure that they were going to do something that would make him proud. 
Claude retired in 1989 after a 54-year career with the company, but not before making a huge name for himself at every theme park that was in existence at the time, including Tokyo Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. Now, mind you, not all of the Walt Disney World's parks had been opened yet, so he was at Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, he received his Disney Legends Award in 1991 and unfortunately passed away in 92. So think about that. He retired in 89, became a legend in 91, and passed away in 92. So he didn't have a huge life after Imagineering, mm-hmm. but it was his whole life was Imagineering. He was basically a true testament to everything that we want to believe about the Disney dream. He was positive, kind, optimistic. He didn't fear challenges. He didn't give up. His son said he doesn't think he ever saw his dad have a bad day at work. Like, loved his job. He didn't come home and complain. He didn't like the bean counters who were always coming and, like, checking in on him. That was his only thing. It was like he just wanted to figure it out without their interference and telling him what he could and couldn't do. He shared a story about how he was building this, like, set and – like someone came in and was like, well, Claude, you can't do that because there's a there's a beam here. And he was like, well, I'm building a set. I'm telling a story. You need to get somebody to move that beam. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not sure what happened with that, but it just goes Probably to show one. like, yeah, well, he very rarely got upset about things. So if there was something he fought for, it was super important to the storytelling. There is surprisingly not any books out right now about Claude Coates. So oh, really? we... Yeah, so like most Imagineers, there's books about them where they have autobiographies. However, Claude's son, Alan, and Dave Bossert, um, who is another great Imagineer, he's he's a Disney author too, are writing a book that they um, you can pre-order. It comes out in October of this year. It's called Claude Coates, The Making of Disneyland from Toad Hall to the Haunted Mansion and Beyond. Mm. So, Sean, we can put that link in the um, show notes if anybody wants to pre-order it. And I think it's kind of like a crowdsource campaign type thing where they're still trying to get funding for it because it's just Claude and Dave sharing some. That'd be be amazing. Yeah, it it really – or I mean, it's not Claude. It's Alan. Sorry. It's Alan and um, Dave. And I know Alan told me like he went through all of his dad's things and gave them to Dave and said, here, put these in. Like there's even a list of attractions that – Claude worked on that never saw the light of day. Oh, wow. So there's some great nuggets of information in that book. So if everybody wants to grab a pre-ordered copy of that, you can, um, and then help fund it to make sure it gets to everybody. For sure. So we'll put that in the show notes. Absolutely. But that's about all I have for Claude. So he did the Grand Canyon? Yep. Yeah, that's still there. That's awesome. That's that's. It's so cool to see that it's in the the train tunnel the there, train. and it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. You tell those stories, and you say all those names, just you know, just all the Mark Davis and and when are you when are you gonna do Raleigh Crump because he's he's cool too. Are you, I'll do Raleigh next time. Oh, okay, well, <laughs> let's do Raleigh next time. Or Bob Gurr. Request taken. Yeah, or yeah. We both love Bob Gurr, so that's that. Uh, we do love Bob, but I still have to work up courage to work on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be the ultimate. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any questions about Claude Coates, Brianna? I don't think so. Yeah. I just like love these because, I mean, I feel like every Imagineer has been so passionate about their job and it's just like fun to hear their stories. That's great. Yeah, you talk about it. And, and how they and how they came from a different spot, like he was a, yeah. in the movies and now he's going to do this. And yeah, there's just... Yeah. This is a special it. one. Yeah, it's a special one for me to talk about because I don't have to just come from it with the fans perspective or like the research perspective. Mm-hmm. I had that interview with his son who yeah. mm-hmm. not only knew him as Claude the Imagineer and as Claude dad, the yeah. he knew him as his dad. Yeah. So this was a, a, a passionate one for me to talk about. Well, cool. You did you killed it. I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Brianna, do you have any travel tips for us this week? Sure. So um, I feel like everyone's trying to, I think, Sean, you already talked about having to reschedule your Disneyland trip. And there are people who are now rescheduling their Walt Disney World trip um, while yeah. Disney World is open. But 
everything looks a little bit different. And we're going to consistently see changes throughout the year. And a lot of them, we really don't know what we're going to see. But right now, we kind of know what Disney looks like. And just to kind of go through all of the changes so you're prepared to make that decision is going to Walt Disney World right now in 2021, the best choice for you and your family. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically, for the rest of 2021, and then that is it, we will have the um, magic the um, Magical Express, um, they just aren't taking people's bags. You do have to do that yourself, which um, some people like, um, especially when you're traveling with a big family. Um, but it's still available until the end of the year. Um, so then once you would get to your hotel, if you are staying on Walt Disney World property, um, they are highly, highly encouraging everyone to check in mobily. So I talked about, um, I don't know, it's been, I guess, a couple months ago now on the First Magic Hour, where I did tips about the um, My Disney Experience app and using mm-hmm. your Magic Band, um, you're going to have to check into your hotel and your phone or your Magic Band will become your key. Um, you do not get Magic Bands free anymore, but you will have the opportunity to um, purchase one for a discounted price if you're booking through Disney. Um, these still can become in handy, even though your phone is becoming more and more handy. Um, I think that we've all experienced glitches with the <laughs> the my experience app and um there are yeah, we have. Where <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even know glitches are sometimes a strong enough word for how this app <laughs> malfunctions at times um but still having that magic band in case your phone dies um internet's not working the app crashes something in that form um the hotel can also give you a key card if you need it but they're trying to um Everyone's trying to stay away from contact. So we're all um, physically distancing, even in hotels. So um, just also be prepared that you are going to have to mobile order all of your food, even food, into the hotels. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure. Yeah. So again, this is again without my Disney experience app, even though we've talked, it does have issues. It is your most important key to going to Walt Disney World in 2021 especially right now um you're gonna have to pre um yeah pre mobile order all of your food even in the hotels um even if you just need little snacks and stuff it has to go through mobile order just to um keep people separated um so once you get into the parks they are going to take temperatures and they do have a new security system which i am quite a big fan of you're just going to walk through the metal detector with your bag so just something to be prepared for going in is making sure that you have anything that is in your bag that um, is made of metal um, out of your bag and then they will take that separately and then you walk through the rest of your bag so just to keep the line moving faster your family moving faster just have that stuff separated when you go in Um, then you'll get into the parks um, and then basically this is a point where you've got to think about like what what are your priorities in the park the park hours are limited still they are getting longer but they are still limited and they don't um they don't always give us a huge heads up when they're changing the park hours so always keep an eye on that because the park hours when you book your trip versus the park hours right. when you actually go could be different um looking into different things like Epcot's open later than Animal Kingdom. Um, so just trying to figure out your days. And now with limited park hopping, you're going to have to look into, again, park hopping to Animal Kingdom. At this moment, Animal Kingdom a lot of times is closing at 5 p.m. You don't get a park hop till 2. Um, park hopping does take a bit slower at times because there is limited capacity on buses. So park hopping to Animal, King- Animal Kingdom, um, may- if you want to get a lot of stuff done on that day may not be the best choice and you may need to make a reservation for that part. Um, making your reservations as early as possible. Um, Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary is coming up October 1st. Magic Kingdom um, reservations are gone for that day. Oh, we wow. do not have any news on what is going to happen that day, but people are preparing and have already took all the reservations. Now, as we may, as hopefully we see some COVID cases go down, we might see um, park attendance percentages rise, which will open up reservations. So if we see that, snag your reservations as soon as possible. Um, So I feel like 
this year, if you are planning a Walt Disney World trip, you need to prepare a little bit more ahead of time. But when you get into the parks, there's not as much planning throughout your day. There are no fast passes, so you don't have to worry about different um, different times and making sure that you plan your trip around your fast passes. So you, you have a bit more freedom, which I think for a lot of families could be a lot less stressful. Um, yeah, I agree. And Brianna, like another thing for us when we're planning, we plan so many character meals. Like you're probably yes. going to have less like ADRs with younger kids if you're traveling yeah. because there's less character meals. So that's, yes. that's another thing to think about. And also, like, with the character meals, there are less, and you have a modified experience with your character meals. There are some still characters, but you're, like, your children are not, or even myself and other people love to go up and take pictures with the characters. Um, that can't, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that can't happen right now. And that's something that I think uh, families do need to, like, think about, like, like, is it your child's dream to go up and hug Elsa? Because it's it's sadly not happening right now. And it's just one of those things where it's like, if you can, if you choose to move your trip forward to have these experiences, especially for people that don't go often or only get, you know, like that once in a lifetime trip, like where the priorities lie. Like I love the fireworks show and all the nighttime shows and we're not having nighttime shows right now. So it's like, those are like things you have to think about too. But I mean, if you love rides right now, um, yeah, it is a good time to go. Um, lines do look long because they have to, um, they have to have uh, six feet of distance in between each, um, each party between the lines and they are cleaning the ride vehicles during different intervals, um, throughout the day. Um, so lines do look really long and in the hot months, it can be bad because you are standing outside for most of the rides, which is safe by a COVID standpoint, but it does get very hot. Um, the other day I saw that flight of passage, which is normally like a three hour wait was like 15 minute wait. Yeah. And it's kind of something where it's been like this weird phenomenon where um, these bigger rides like Flight of Passage have had these short waits. And then brides that are smaller that usually have shorter waits are having longer waits. So I, I don't know if it's I think it's like a capacity thing where like it's just kind of like how fast people can get on rides and the different rides um, because you can only have like one family on like one ride vehicle. They're starting to use plexiglass to get like more people on and it's yeah. kind of fluctuating the line times. And um, it probably depends on ride vehicles too, because there's yeah. multiple areas you can go in for a flight of passage. Whereas like Peter Pan's yeah. flight, like there's less carts. Right. There's less carts. It's a compact line that, mm -hmm. um, I was like, I know they definitely had plexiglass up when I went through the line, but it's still a very compact line that you have to try mm -hmm. to space people out through. So, um, and, um, yeah, Peter Pan does not have the fastest ride capacity, like per hour. No, I mean, it's slow even <laughs> it's on the, a non-COVID day. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, the reason that Peter Pan is so slow is because they can't get people on it fast. No, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's my Magic Kingdom rope drop right there because I know we want to do it and I know yeah. I don't want to wait in line or waste a fast pass on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I guess yeah, that's a good um, – we are losing the extra magic hours. So right now, guys, we are your only extra magic hours. Ooh, there you so go. enjoy <laughs> us. <laughs> the only extra magic hour. That's right. Soak it up. Take right. it in. Right. Take it all in, everyone. Um, but you will get a half hour early into all the parks – um, which was is hoping to help people spread out through the parks and still giving you that extra time to like you know catch that ride that you really need to like you really want to go on and you need to get that first ride in. That's for <laughs> resort guests, right? Resort guests and I want to say annual pass holders. I don't know if that's true or not though. <laughs> Whoever's left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but at least for resort guests. Right. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh. We talked about mobile ordering kind of in the hotels. Um, something that you'll want to do, we've talked about, you don't have to plan around fast passes anymore, but you do have to plan around meals because there are a lot of le less restaurants open in everyone's mobile ordering. And when you mobile order, you have to select the time to pick up your food. Those time slots go fast. Um, so if you want to eat at lunchtime, like at noon, you need to like order your food in the morning. Order Jeez. your food, pick your 
Yes, learn from my mistake because I did not do this on my trip and it turned into a very long wait for food. And when you have um, limited park hours, it really sucks having to wait so long on food. Um, so yeah, make your, like, I, I was like, I know sometimes kids, it's hard to have them pick the food that they want to eat so far in advance, but try to get your lunch reservation. Well, mobile Just orders in and with the reservation time get them that mickey check meal there that, they, <laughs> that they have everywhere and be like, sorry you're eating a peanut butter and jelly again today <laughs> i'll be fine um i mean i'm a kindergarten teacher and my kids eat pe- some of my kids eat peanut butter and jelly every day so <laughs> yeah i was like i feel like i mean as a kid i would eat the same meal every single day multiple meals a day so right. yeah um But overall, just looking into the parks, making sure that you book early, um, get your reservations in for the parks that you want to go to, look into park hopping if you think it's going to be worth it for you, especially with limited hours in the parks, because you are not going to be able to spend a whole lot of time park hopping. And right now we're in kind of like an off season. I feel like it's hard to say an off season for Disney, but we're kind of in a slower season for Disney. And right now park hopping is going well. Like the parks are not reaching capacity to where they have to stop or often having stopped letting people in during park hopping hours, but we're coming up on summertime, spring break. break. Um, Then we're going to be hitting like the fall time and the anniversary. Yeah. That was like, you're hitting the anniversary in October. And then Halloween season and Christmas season. So like right now it's the sweet spot. Right. Like, so I like, I was like, usually September is kind of nice too. But again, with the anniversary, October 1st, I don't know really what September is going to end up looking like this year. So I, I personally, like, it's hard for me to, like, see park hopping going as smoothly as these crowds get larger. Um, mm-hmm. we, they will be hitting capacity more. And so it's something to definitely look into and decide if it's worth it or not. Um, but overall, it's just kind of looking in, deciding, are you okay with the cavalcades instead of full-on parades? Are we okay not having nighttime shows? Are we okay not being able to be up close meeting characters and um, having a modified dining experience and a modified Disney experience? Um, uh, also, are your kids and are you okay wearing a mask because masks rules are very um, strictly enforced? Um, new rules that have came out talking about the um, masks with the uh, window around the mouth so like people um, in the deaf community or hearing impaired can have that like lip reading um, capabilities with other people but it does have to be specific like it has to be um, a cloth mask with like a clear cutout in the middle that is strongly stitched together um, to make sure that everyone's still um, safely following mask rules also parties now are asking are being asked to split up especially in queues and when they are dining so if you're going with your family of 20 they're asking you to split usually into like a five or six parties um this will definitely help with these line situations it will make lines look longer but the lines will be safer because you are going to have that you're going to be able to spread out better because it is hard to fit a family of 10 on one little marker and then what people do is end up spreading out between the space that's supposed to be empty so this is this is all for safety it's just it's again one of those things where you especially bigger families are going to have to think about is this okay for them on their trips so there's just a lot of things to think about going into 2021 and wondering if this is a good time for your trip and it's always a personal decision for people to Mm -hmm. make um it's just depending on just depending on your family and what you find important and what you want out of the parks this year and if you have questions, we are open to answering those questions. Yes. If you want to post it on Walt's Apartment Podcast page, we will respond to you. We will get back to you um, and give you any tips that we do have. Yes. Sure. See, Brianna, you think there's be that much to talk about. <laughs> you crushed it. That's all good information. And it's like, you know, stuff we talked about before, but it's good to just kind of bring it all in there and say, hey, yeah. this is, you think about this. Is it really what you want to do? You know, because yeah, the parks are not like what you would normally expect them to be so yeah it's every day that i see on a disney facebook group people are trying to get ready decide if they really want to rebook their trip and are like is it really worth it and 
ultimately it's up to the individual, but having that comprehensive just list and like discussion with people is what people need. Yeah. It depends. It depends on what you're looking for and what experience you're okay with hand having. So like personally myself, I would go myself and I'd take advantage of being able to ride everything I want to ride and like the shorter wait times and getting to everything I want to get to. But would I take my daughter? No, because she's not going to have the experience that she's right. used to. And it's going to be a struggle for her to not be able to go run up and hug those characters and not have character dining, which is one of her favorite things to do. So we would wait for my daughter to take a trip. But if I, mama wanted to take a solo trip, then yeah, it's worth <laughs> it for me. <laughs> right on. Well, perfect. I appreciate all the information from both you guys. Um, we actually made it an extra magic hour. So that's awesome. So, uh, I appreciate you both so much. Uh, Sean, we miss you. Um, thank you, Sam. Sean. Oh, for me? Yeah, thank you. Oh, oh I didn't do anything. I just put the <laughs> words down and said, let's talk about some stuff. But uh, thank you guys, seriously, for, for being part of this. All the listeners who follow us, listen to us, and interact with us, we appreciate you. So from everyone here at the Extra Magic Hour, we just want to say we hope you have a magical day. Good night. Bye.